Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Sometimes golf is a pain in the butt. You hit your ball in the Hello, 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 and welcome down to what has been described as the best golf podcast this side of Mars. And we are recapping an absolutely fantastic week in Spain and the Solheim Cup, where Europe, spoiler alert, retained the trophy, kept it on European soil away from American hands. I am joined yet again by Jacob, by Kieran, and by Mick to recap a momentous week that we were actually there for as well, which makes a nice change. We were there in the flesh. We were there in person. We were getting in amongst it, as the kids say. Half of us. <laughs> Half of us, yeah. Me and, me and Jacob, uh, these two weren't invited because uh, they can't be controlled in large crowds. Uh, the restraining orders are still in place. So we're going to talk through all of that um, and a hell of a lot more because we were there in Spain for a few days, but we got so much done. We saw so much and ate twice as much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the stories we've heard of your recent trip to the Costa del Sol um, yeah, mostly involve the things that you ate yeah. and how stay, how late you stayed up and how early you had to get up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, Kieran would have actually... <laughs> oh, this would have been, yeah, now, <laughs> right in your wheelhouse. The, the, <laughs> the only thing I can judge it off is turkey. More or less eating it, than turkey? More eating. More. It, it, was, it was more eating than turkey because when we went to Turkey, we it was a lot of like amazing like buffets, basically. Yeah. So you, can, you kind of controlled yourself. Here, did, I, did I? Yeah, well, <laughs> mostly you, you have um, control over yeah, how much yeah, yeah. you can yeah, put yeah. on your plate. Uh, in Spain, it was mostly the chefs trying to kill us, mm -hmm. like via feeding us too much. Yeah. Uh, did you not see it in uh, Seven when they find that guy who's like just eating himself to death? No, it's basically that. Amazing. <laughs> you don't need to, you don't need to watch it. Yeah. I there know the go. film now. You got the film. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we were there. We were there with visit Costa del Sol, um, who basically showed us just a, a fantastic time. Um, it was, I would say, if you were a tourist, mm -hmm. an incredible trip. Yeah. 
for me and Jacob, it maybe turned out to be a little bit too much because we were trying to like film everything as yeah. well. And the Spanish and a lot of continental Europe for that matter, they eat their dinners a lot later. So, you know, if you're going out for a meal at like 10 o'clock, that's kind of normal. Like, oh, that's I, sh- I should have been asleep for two hours. By yeah. <laughs> so it, we, and we were up very early in the mornings to go play golf, which we'll get into yeah. in a moment. Um, so we ended up like literally getting into bed after midnight up at six every morning. So that for like four days with traveling between was a bit of a it was it, we, we were tired by I, the end of it. I just want to say every morning that we were there, I was I was not late. And Pete was the late one. I'm yeah, sorry. I was what? there every yeah, no, time. It's quite a surprise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, For those of you who don't know, there are ongoing jokes about each of us in the office. Jacob's, I mean, it's not even a joke really, but Jacob no. is often late. <laughs> like he loves to be in bed more than he loves to live the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's actually really impressive. Yeah. That's actually really so, good. Classically, you know, when he walked onto the bus for the first time, I had to drop him a good afternoon. Oh but, yeah. That's yeah. Pete's favorite line. If you turn up, you know, we try and aim to be here nine o'clock. If you turn up nine fifteen, you'll get an afternoon. Yeah, nice of you to join us. I mean, listen, I, I I know for a fact that a lot of people listening to this who run companies have just said nine fifteen. Yeah, and you let them get away with it. And I'm <laughs> like, yeah, because I'm a nice guy, and we always tend to work a little bit. We'll say so like, I'm a little bit flexible. It wasn't for now. like he was walking on the bus half an hour late. Like we needed to leave at seven. He was arriving at like seven o six. So he was late. So it, well, but yeah, obviously in my eyes, in, it's I'm not too worried about that kind of stuff. But the Ida and Martu who were looking after us, who made they did a very good job of it. They were on it if you were not there at the time they dropped you a message like we are waiting for you peter finch <laughs> I, I, I just wanted the message full named you i just wanted yeah. to i just wanted to feel special uh, kieran what time do we normally get to the office i uh, ranges from many time between sort of seven till half eight sort yeah. of time yeah. what time do you normally get to the office jacob Nine fifteen. <laughs> so <laughs> if there's gonna be any lectures about lateness direct them that way no? oh, oh hey yeah. listen i'm we are i think everyone here is in full agreement uh we, we don't need to talk about this anymore Jacob is a bed. Pete needs bed to get bug. up earlier. Jacob yeah. is a bed. Jacob is a bed. Jacob is a bed. I wish I could be a bed. I don't want to say Jacob's a bed. I think Jacob's basically a duvet. Yeah. Uh, like, because he, he's not the bed. He just refuses to leave the bed. Yeah. Okay, got you. Until it's dragged down onto the couch yeah, on like a rainy Sunday. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Um, it's the weirdest analogy of all time, but <laughs> yeah, great. There we go. We won't <laughs> with it. Yeah. Uh, we were over in Spain where there's a couple of people that you might recognize from the channel with their Hannah Gregg and Frederick Lindblom. Uh, we also met Arnold Siri and Tobias Lane as mm-hmm. well. They were a couple of golf hashtag influencers. Um, <laughs> and we had, yeah, we had an amazing few days. Um, we basically got in there. When was it? it? It seemed, it was only like four days ago. Mm. It seems like four weeks. Yes, it was. It was like crammed so much in. We flew on Friday. We flew on Friday. Yeah. yeah. So we flew on Friday. The first day of the Solheim Cup was the Friday. So we didn't get to see any of the action. Then um, we went straight out and played the golf course, which I still can't pronounce. Uh, yeah, I think it's like Guadalajorse. Guadalajorse. Is it on the board behind me? No. No, no, no. It's <laughs> oh, yes. There. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. But it's not It's not that I can't say that word. It's the act- how is it actually pronounced in Spanish. Yeah, yeah. That's so the problem. Any, I can't remember what they said. Anything, anytime like, I see anything in Spanish, my mind is like automatically going to like a narcos accent. <laughs> God's sake. You know what I mean? Like, is it narcos in, based in Mexico? Uh, no, it's um, Colombia. Oh. They, so, yeah, South yeah, America. South America, yeah, yeah. 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 So, but everything's like really like, oh, yeah. very 
overemphasized. I'm terrible with accents in foreign languages in general. Um, you can do northern quite well. Yeah, because yeah, I'm from the north. I'm just saying. That's just how I speak. So yeah. basically what you're saying is Could, you can speak okay in your own dialect. What about like your dad? Yeah, he is unpronounceable. Um, <laughs> so we got in there, we played um, the course that I can't pronounce, yep. which was lovely. I went straight out to a restaurant, almost died. Um, and then it carried on like that for a while. Yeah. So it was got, it was wake up very early, go and play golf. Yep. Mm. And then get shuttled off to some Solheim action. Mm-hmm. And then go and eat mm-hmm. until you're, you know, Augustus Gloop. Basically, yeah. And until it was the next day, essentially. And, and, and then you go to bed. And does it not, does that not sound incredible? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it, was, it, it was amazing. It, it has to be said that like our, the whole experience, like I said, was amazing. But like by the end, we were just like... It was the timings. It was the yeah. late starts, early mornings. Mm-hmm. It just got to us by the fourth day. It, it, it's kind of one of those things where if somebody was telling you this, you have every right to feel no sympathy and mm-hmm. nor should you. Oh yeah. Like um, I don't feel, oh, yeah. oh I'm really sorry. You, oh, wait, got wait. Fed and, you got fed and looked after wait, in Spain. Wait, wait till we tell you about the second hotel we stayed in. Um, <laughs> the first the first hotel we stayed in, we were in for a bit of a Spanish awakening. Yes. It was obviously quite a long day, travel, get in, I get into the room and we're like, <laughs> like behind the curtains in the window, it's like, <laughs> like open the patio doors and there's a full blown concert going on. Now like, was it the cheeky girls? Because it, it, it wasn't the cheeky last girls. Last ketchup. No. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, well, yeah. Last so ketchup, it's just basically yeah. just like hundreds of families just dancing around and this Spanish band just going mad on stage. I was like, <gasps> I don't know if I can deal with this right now. So I sat out and watched. Phone your agent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> phone David. Yeah. David. David, get us what out of this, this hotel. David, phone the hotel. <laughs> Tell them to turn it off. But that fortunately finished just after midnight. But yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting awakening. Um, and then the second day, we finally got to go. Um, finally got to go. We got to go to the Solheim Cup after playing Marbella Golf and Country Club in the morning. Filmed a couple of videos there. That was nice. Yeah. How was your golf? Um, it was pretty consistent with how I've been recently. Let's put it that way. Okay. And and do inconsistent. People have seen. By now, people have seen the BMW Pro-Am video, mm-hmm. so they yeah. know that you're driving the ball well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They know that you're putting okay. <laughs> they know that you can't find the middle of your irons to save your life. Well, <laughs> I mean, as everyone has probably mentioned recently in videos, and I've noticed this quite a lot, and, it, and it's a fair comment, like saying, oh, you know, you're never going to be consistent if you keep changing clubs. Yeah, I was going to say this. And mm. so, you know, after the last time we played properly, Walton Heath, with my own clubs, yeah. a video coming very soon, played very well. I thought the best thing to do would be completely change my bag <laughs> and take a different set of clubs <laughs> yeah, to Spain. Yeah. Um, the problem with testing clubs is that you're driver, never... Yeah. New irons, yeah, this, new wedges, uh, new putter. <laughs> <laughs> Two new putts, actually. Um, but this is this is the thing. So when we, content when we go away to these trips, like I often take a whole different set of clubs and bags because we're doing club testing along the way. So that is why before yeah. anybody gets yeah, kind of crazy. It often looks like, you know, when you're going through driver testing at the beginning of the year, that that kind of trend continues throughout the year and mm. people must just be like, people must have this understanding that you're always tinkering with your bag. But in fact, what's actually happening is we're, we're just testing things that yeah. came out. It's for content. Yeah. It's not It's not to irritate. Yeah, though it may seem that way. Yeah, Pete's yeah. not dissatisfied with yeah. the it's a bory irons. He's just got to test other stuff. So. You you also went quite a distance from going from a stealth two back to that twenty year old tightless driver that you got given on the fairway down trip. Yeah, I just want to rekindle. You just want to, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I wondered that why that went. 
Why did that go to that trip? I, I just thought, you know what? It went so well during that final round of Fairway Down. I thought, is it is it just like something that happened or mm. is it actually still a really good driver? And it is actually still a really good driver. Yeah, because we just released a video which is about mistakes not to make whilst, or is that out yet? Whilst yes. buying a driver. Uh, yeah, that's out. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's out. out. Yeah. 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 So, and one of the things that was in that video was that you know it doesn't just because it's a slightly older driver doesn't mean that it's lost. Yeah. You know the ability to hit the ball far is straight. So. No, no. I, th- I think most people kind of realise now that a driver, uh, which is 10, 15 years old, when it's struck from the centre, is gonna pretty much perform like modern drivers. Like the, the biggest advancement in modern drives is the ball speed and forgiveness across the face. Like that. That's probably been the biggest step within the last kind of decade um so yeah that driver which is what 15 18 years old like mm. when you strike it from the center still very good yeah yeah it went well yeah and it looks good yeah it's nice let's it's pull cool. out a retro every now and again <laughs> um so yeah that was that was how with me also the tailor-made mini driver which we did a, oh, a little bit of like what a club. Um, social oh. stuff on because it just keeps appearing in like tour players backs yeah, yeah. it keeps popping up and it's so it's very cool looking as well. Yeah, they've done a retrofit of a you know an old bubble driver, haven't yeah. they? Oh yeah, um, I, we did all that for social as well. Okay. Did you? Oh yeah. great, you'll be pleased now. Oh nice. Mate, h- half this trip was basically content for you. Oh brilliant! And he's not, he's, <laughs> and he's not even asked how it went. So we're, yeah. we're expecting virality in the next two cool. weeks. Yeah, looking forward to it. <laughs> Um, you sound like you sound like you're looking forward. Yeah, to it. yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're all right today. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I've got a bit of an upset tummy, so I don't oh, feel no. no. Here we go. Wow, here we I go. I don't feel great. Well, yeah, we, no. we have been uh, talking for quite well, probably the last month about there's going to be consequences to the amount that Kieran's eating. <laughs> Maybe yeah. finally the tapeworm in his stomach's gone. <laughs> wow. You know what? I need to get out of it. <laughs> Even I'm full. <laughs> yeah. Good lord. <laughs> you might take worm in there's like a python now. Please like, stop. I need to get out. Yeah. <laughs> is, is it do you feel a knocking? Uh no, just churning. Just yeah, just <laughs> yeah, not, that not, sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's, yeah. it's yeah. not, it's not just been in a circle in there. <laughs> Telltale sign. Telltale sign. Um so we'll be back with uh, Kieran's X rays next episode. Uh which is actually coming out tomorrow, which is the radical preview. Well, his um, X rays. Yeah, it's X rays. Very quick. <laughs> it's actually a yeah, rough cut special. It's the insides of every member of the rough cut. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man! I mean, and Pete's getting a colonic, which is going to be really quite exciting. I, mean, I, I would say that my internals are being a mess. I, I think, but dude, for anyone who's definitely going to be a mess. For anyone who drinks as much coffee as you, your internals are I, I ruined. Don't, I don't think I've actually got that many internals left. Uh, I, think, of, I think I've just got like a mine shaft. You're kept, held there. together by hope. Yeah, <laughs> hope and determination. One of the um, one of the podcasts that I listened to, they did an episode where they all took a medical. And then they got the doctor to come on, oh and they basically like God. did like a, t- a scoring system of like wow. who won like the lowest cholesterol, who won this, that, the other, and went all the way around, and who was like the healthiest. Basically, we would need probably six months to prepare yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give ourselves I, some time. I just think we need a team of doctors for David anyway. That's true. Just to assess oh, everything. That's true. He already has a team of doctors anyway. I think. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If yeah, you've got your GP on speed, though, it's yeah, a bit of a problem. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, you've got some <laughs> issues. Some issues. First name basically. <laughs> oh, John, I need you. So, speaking of upset tummies, talk us through the things that you ate one by one. Oh, wow. Okay. The, the most important things. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I would, sh- sh- shall we just go to, so for me, mm. I think the, the highlight, all the food we ate there was great. I mean, like Spain um, is, for me, it's obviously 
synonymous with good word yeah uh, with tapas or and like oh yeah finger food basically. yeah 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 small and, plates yeah and i just love i love like cold like meats and cheese and bread like <laughs> i honestly I, I was i was born definitely in the wrong century like put me in the 15th century <laughs> where i'm just eating cold stuff bread bit salt of, bit nice, of oil nice bit of plague i'm done yeah, 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 I know, but you know, well, yeah, that's fine. You can get over that. Yeah. Live, live fast, die young, and all that. Um, and Bring the, out your dead. Of, of the plague. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that's actually where uh, that yeah. saying came yeah, from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live fast, die young, yeah. of the plague. Yeah. yeah, it was on posters everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. guy <laughs> it's pointing. coming to get you. Um, <laughs> that's the segue. Um, but I think probably my favourite meal of the trip was Nobu. Yeah, I think it had night. to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're both fishy boys, aren't you? So. I love it. But I mean, I'm, they've, they've got restaurants all over, or Mr. Nobu. I don't know who does it, but um, <laughs> or Mrs. Nobu. Oh, Mrs. Nobu, yeah. I've or seen both. their like their restaurants everywhere. Mm. I've never been in one before. Yeah, it's a name it's that I've heard, but I never kind of. I, I thought I knew what it was, and it was yeah. sushi, and it, it, it was stunning. Is it more of a like an American thing? I'm not sure we have one here. No, we do. I think we. we do? I think we have one in London. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. It's you no. Know, I think it's more European. I think. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah, but it's basically like a Japanese-based cuisine. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, it was. Unreal. It was oh. it was close to the the sushi stuff we had at Finca. So that kind of thing where it was just plate after yeah, plate yeah, after yeah. plate nice. after plate, like a like a set menu. Sort yeah, of thing. yeah, exactly. No, it was nineteen courses of pure sushi oh. madness. Well, the we had a guy join us, uh, uh, a whose name was he. He joined us and he uh, was explaining to me because I got I was really hungry that night as I usually am. But he put the first plate down in front of us and he was like, "Don't worry, like this is this is like one of ten. You'll be fine." <laughs> wow. And it kept coming, kept going, kept going, and I think. I think we finished off with like a, I don't know. I think it was wagyu. Was it? Was it just uh, yeah, wagyu beef yeah. in like a mushroom oh, was, uh, broth. Oh, it sounds horrible. Wow. It was honestly, mate. You didn't miss out. No, except mm-hmm. missing out in every single way possible. That was really quite sad. <laughs> um, and then yeah. the second hotel was what? No, oh. oh, El, uh, El Fuerte Marbella. Yeah. Um, so okay. we like we are lucky enough to get away to some places, and often because you know. Hashtag influencing. <laughs> Hashtag YouTubing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm only saying this, by the way, because at uh, second restaurant, second night, Boho, we had an influencer's menu. That's not sure what it was called. Boho. I was trying to set, remember what it was called. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, El Forte. So, we got in there, and it was it just undergone, like, a big renovation. So, everything was, like, brand spanking new. Um, then we got into our rooms, and I thought, this is nice. It's very big. Um, had a heated, uh, like a Japanese toilet, like with a spray, oh, yeah. sprayer in there. Oh, I love it. Heat seat, you know, all, all the oh, stuff. Yeah. So that's a big tick straight away. Yeah. <laughs> um, had a walk-in wet room for like the shower. For, mm-hmm. for had, murders. Yeah. Had a bath in there as well. It was like, okay, fantastic. Really? Oh, yeah. Did you not notice that? Mine was different. You had the, you didn't have the influencer room. You had influence. Oh, it was very close, but you had influencers employee room. It, I'm influencer sorry. light. I didn't have. Yeah, I didn't have that. Um, I didn't have a bath. They judged it on followers. Yeah. Well, I didn't have a bath. You'll get you'll get onto that. If you had um, enough, enough followers, they gave you a bath. Yeah, my nine hundred nineteen didn't quite cut. Come on, lads. So get, going, get let's, me ever, let's go and follow Jacob. I need one K. Lads and lasses. <laughs> I think it might have uh, been age thing. Oh, he's old. Give him a bath. Um, <laughs> but we went like obviously went through beautiful soft bed obviously you know bathroom stuff had a wardrobe you open there was all the drinks in there you went through to like your little sitting area which had a nice table it's literally bigger than my first flat first two flats probably put together and then you went out to the balcony a lovely sea view and then right there's the right inside we've got a hot tub god's sake oh, what yeah. is this trip and i'm not talking like a mini hot tub i'm talking like a it big, was a big hot tub. tub. Yeah. 
So obviously oh. everyone who was on the trip had one of these in their rooms. So we got there on like the first day and it was like, right, how many hours have we got to the restaurant? Like two. So all we had in like the WhatsApp group was just pictures of like these hops <laughs> running <laughs> builders. <laughs> and it was, honestly, it was so nice. I, I really didn't want to leave that hotel. Mm. It's, it's probably the nicest hotel I've stayed in quite a while. Um, beauty. Are you now considering getting yourself a hot tub? Because I don't know if they would have the same kind of appeal in Didsbury. <laughs> no, it, it, yeah. it wouldn't. I mean, we were hot The tub. view aided it, I think. Yeah, we're overlooking the Mediterranean. <laughs> it was like beautiful sunshine. Um, I must admit, on the, on the last night, I kind of messed up a little bit. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so I thought, you know, being the smart guy I am, uh, we got all these like, little toiletries with it. And it was like, uh, oh, bath salts, stuck them in, get my skin all nice and smooth, you know. Okay. And then I thought, right, well, I want to make a bit of a bubble bath. Oh, bad idea. So I got like the, the shower gel and just like poured it under when the tap was going. Nope. And it, it, it made really nice bubbles. Mm-hmm. It was fine. Um, then turn the hot tub on. So like the, the bubble, the jacuzzi fountain, whatever yeah, you call yeah. Um Jets. The jets, yeah. But then obviously the jets started to whip those bubbles up into quite a frenzy. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I was lying in there, the bubbles started to get bigger. Mm-hmm. Again, absolutely fine in isolation. There was a wind whipping <laughs> off the Mediterranean. <laughs> so if you were in Marbella three nights ago, and you wondered where the phone party was, <laughs> where it was coming from. <laughs> it was basically off my hot tub on the second floor of to, this hotel. Going to pizza room, he's got glow sticks. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, 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 it was coming off in such a volume that it kind of made it pointless, like just not embracing it. So by then, I was just like thrown up into the air. And just he, like, he created a phone party for Marbella. From yeah, so cool. And it was just, the thing is, it just kept coming. Like, I, I don't know what this shower gel was but it contained bubbles you know what i mean it's uh, i could see it coming from a mile away mm. you know they put those things in, in your bathroom because you're supposed to use them in your bathroom no they were by they were by the second bath obviously you know the, the hot tub second <laughs> bath my main bath in my room for god's sake <laughs> um yeah so that was that was incredibly nice but we kind of used that as the base as we went to the solheim cup and i must admit before, because we've been to Finca Cordson before. Correct. Um, we stayed, November last year. Yeah, we stayed at that hotel, which is definitely the nicest hotel oh. I've ever stayed at. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've played the course, been around the course. And I think even then, we were a little bit concerned. Yeah. Like concerned about? Well, it, it was a very similar vibe to what you guys have with Rome after coming back from there and having concerns of just logistical issues. Oh. Whether that be getting in and out for Rome or for Finca in particular, that's how good a spectator course is it going to be. Right. Because as us three know, when we went, it's kind of, it's almost in three tiers of, of valley. It kind of goes down and then comes back up again. And it's it's quite the walk. And it's mm. not, there's certain parts of the course where you don't just find yourself there by accident. If you want to get there, you have to get there by walking to it. So it's um it was definitely one that when we when we when we got there and kind of worked out how they were gonna how they were gonna allow that to happen how many stands they were gonna be able to put up for one as well like there's not many flat surfaces in uh, in the course yeah from the previous course vlog it does look very like waste lots of waste areas yeah. lots of tr- bits where there's kind of like you know 
brush and shrubs and do you just chop all that sh- stuff down and put a stand there or what? <laughs> Lots of barrancas. Barrancas. A couple barancas. of barrancas, yeah. yeah. And I remember one of the big things as well when we filmed was walking off every green, you're always walking back up. Like it was always a raise back up to the buggies. Like mm. every green was like put down into like a little sort of hollow. And that was, it was good for sitting on and spectator wise mm. for that. But in terms of stands and things like that, there weren't that many. So mm. not not necessarily that that wasn't a bad thing because it means you could move around and, you know, try and get some vantage points here and there. But it was quite the walk. Yeah. It was yeah. quite the walk. Like when you go to, like some courses you go to and it's a car path course, this was a car path course. Right. Mm. Got you. Like this is the type of course that if you had to walk it, like you, you won't play golf for the rest of the week. You'd be knackered. Hmm. Ah. Like you're properly shattered. And bear in mind that some of the players on the Solheim Cup, they were doing 36 holes in one day and walking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let alone them playing five matches mm. if someone did, and then you do that in three days. Like they were doing, right. let, let alone the caddies, oh, actually yeah. carrying everything. Yeah, the foot joys are getting a real workout. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So like you had this massively like ravined course because like uh, Jacob Spade is basically split into like three sections of like big ravines and like you've got it so hilly. So, and the actual access to the course as well for fans, for TV, for everything, it was a bit of a, like, how's this going to work? Yeah. But as we got there, they did, I think they did probably the best possible job they could, yeah, as good as they could to do, make yeah. it work. Mm. Cause like the atmosphere, the amount of fans that were there was, was so good. Mm. Yeah. It was so, so good. I mean, I've, I've not been to a, Solheim Cup before. I've never been to a Ryder Cup before. I've never been to any kind of team golf event. So I didn't really know what to expect. And I was very, very pleasantly surprised. It was it was a fantastic atmosphere. It was brilliant. Well that first tee was quite good as well. Like you know, how they everyone was getting up at like five AM in Mm. the morning to go and sort of sit there and you know, cheer it all on with all the music and stuff like that. It looked looked really cool. Yeah, it was it was it was cool. Um we we only really got to properly see that on the Monday when we played it the day after which we'll, we'll get on to um, and they've done a great job of that I think we were quite surprised with the lack of like good scores on that hole it seemed like it was a very parable hole when we thought actually there'll be more birdies and potential eagles yeah, yeah. Um, but that I think they did a really good job of that we and again we'll get on to, to playing it um, a bit later on but we got properly stumped because the um, event that we played in on the Monday was a shotgun start and they'd put us on the fifth tee. Oh, God. So we went to the fifth tee, which had the big board, which had the fifth on it. Mm-hmm. And then we got there and another group turned up, uh, including uh, Juan Postigo, the, the disability golfer that we've, oh, yeah. uh, the guy he, we, we've spoken to on a couple of occasions. And uh, he was the one then eventually to direct us to say, oh, no, no, no. We're not playing the Solheim Cup rotation. We've gone back now to the old one. Oh my god! So then we had to go and find the fifth, of the, which fortunately was only over over yonder, so it wasn't yeah. too bad. Um, so the the fourth or the first that it, what it was for the Solheim this year actually became our final hole, which was quite nice. It was like oh. the finishing hole. Um, Is that the big drive over the water? Yeah, yeah, onto yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Um, so we finished on that hole, and we, we it took a while to get to see it and stuff like that. But it was it was really cool. Um, the stand was it was actually a lot bigger in person than it looked yeah. in telly. Yeah, yeah, in telly, in telly, in telly. I'm back in North now. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was uh, it was really cool to see how they'd how they'd gone about it. Yeah, it was it was much better on the final day as well because always my kind of fear of any kind of team event when you go and watch it is. On the Friday and the Saturday, there's only 
ever like four groups on the course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's only like so many shots you're going to be able to see. And obviously all the crowds are following. Um, and the crowds were so big. I was kind of like, do I really want to be walking around this course, like following these groups around? And yeah. actually not being able to see much, but because of the way the slopes were around the greens, you did manage to get quite a few yeah. good, good yeah. vantage points. Um, and we were a little bit worried after the first day. Yeah, four nil down after the first session. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't what I would call a smooth start for no. Team Europe. No, no. There was a there was a few worried kind of looks because the last thing you want is like for it to be it, for both sides. Like the perfect scenario is it's a really close match mm-hmm. and your team wins because that, that's when it's <laughs> if the most dramatic. Yeah. If I was having my ideal scenario, I would have yeah, I would have our team win. Yeah. yeah. Of course, like even yeah, but in dramatic fashion as well. Yeah, like, um, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to wipe out. Just like I don't like, know. Really, I don't know. Yeah. I think I would like. I would want to win by you know the f- maybe the first like seventh, you know, win earlier like the seventh pairing goes out and they win it by like a long way and you're like great that's all going with on like second day euphoria yeah. or like <laughs> yeah. relief that when you're watching a tight match and then you finally get over it just makes that feeling of the win just like so much yeah, better that, that that anticipation yeah. and that kind of that nerve jangling tension which was really evident on that final day you don't mm, get yeah. that unless it's a like a close match yeah but does it yeah i i guess you kind of like it was very hard fought to, of europe to get back to where they were yeah um going into the final day like you've then got that momentum i guess of having you know played really well come back from a deficit to then go through and go through and do it like sign it off right at the end yeah exactly with a big win so i guess it makes sense no that that final day did really turn into a very classic just like final singles day event of they eventually split it six six that's what exactly what europe needed but you know there was times in the morning where like in the first five groups that had gone out, Europe were up in four matches or yeah, something. Yeah. So you're just thinking and looking at it. And then all of a sudden, a couple of matches change. And then we got to a point where we were on the 16th and around the 16th and 17th and 18th for the final stages of the, of the, the cup, which was really cool. And we're looking at the board and things have changed. And actually, you're looking at matches that it got to a point where we needed to win three of the last four mm. and think that, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of cliche match play stuff, but things change so quickly. And yeah. you know, one thing can, there's momentum was so evident yeah. when you're there, you see it on the telly and things, there always feels like these moments where even though there's players on different parts of the course, there's like 20 minutes where every American pup drops or every yeah. European. And it's really weird that that kind of thing <laughs> happens, but you did feel that while she were there. Yeah. There's a really weird, there's a really weird thing. So we, we pitched up on the 16th. It was like a hospitality pavilion that we went in a few times. Mm-hmm. And it had a TV um, kind of in there, a couple of TVs in there, TV just outside on the opposite side of the fairway, TV on 17. And for whatever reason, I don't know if like the electricity was like on a, like a go slow day. It had to go uphill. Yeah. It to, yeah. It, for God's sake. Like in my understanding of electricity, it moves pretty quickly. <laughs> Most of the time. Right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making this up. Like, no. If you, switch a light switch on it doesn't take five minutes for the electricity to reach the switch mm. like reach the light bulb yeah like normally <laughs> so we hear this cheer from off yonder on the course mm-hmm. and it's a european cheer mm-hmm. you, you can tell the difference between european <laughs> and u.s cheer so that happens we're like oh something's happened and then you hear this cheer like near the 17th where this other screen is it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's good okay. and then we're looking at this screen on the 16th fairway and they're starting to show what's happened <laughs> So everyone cheers on the 16th and then we like look around into the pavilion and it's just starting to play on there. So like the signal and managed to weave its way down over the course of about a minute 
to where we were. Wow. It was a random thing. slow ripple effect that just eventually got to every telly. If I can can think about it from a logistics point of view, like my dad used to do sound for the the European tour Mm. and lots of things like that. And I imagine what happens was the video and audio signals go from where it's happening live. They go to the truck where it's all being directed and then they get pushed out to the screens. So maybe that process is getting like slightly longer each time and then eventually it gets to sky and you're like oh look the thing that happened just there is now happening on the tv yeah Yeah. the signals don't like travel by horseback (laughs) (laughs) it should be be pretty i remember back and forth i remember once watching the i believe it was england in a world club world cup qualifier uh it might have been beckham's free kick against greece and we, we had it on in two TVs in the house, in the kitchen, they're watching it on Terrestrial on BBC and in the living room, they're watching it on HD BBC on Sky. So you would, it would happen here and then everyone would react to it and then everyone in the living room would get it like five or six yeah. seconds later. Yeah. So we did that classic thing of like, as someone was about to take a free kick, like they missed it, but we were all like, right, as soon as he hits it, everyone go yeah, mad. Yeah, yeah. And then everyone <laughs> in the other room was like, oh my God, what's happened? Yeah. You just skies it over the bar or whatever. But yeah, that, that, the delay can happen. Yep, so can. maybe that maybe maybe, uh, maybe that would be the reason. Yeah, but anyway, that was happening. Um, yeah. And by the... Um, what was it, by the way, that had happened that... Oh, I think it was like headwall, like going off. Oh, by the yeah. way, Caroline Headwall. Oh my God, headers! What an absolute beast! Yeah, unbelievable stuff. Like we were. Um, so it was just to kind of put everyone in frame. Like Europe won the uh, Solheim Cup uh, two years ago, and was it three years ago now because of COVID? Anyway, last time it was out, they won it, and to retain the cup. All we have to do is half the match, which gets it to 14 points each. Yeah. So going into the last day, it was eight all after Europe fought back from that first day smashing. Oh, first morning smashing. And it was so tight all the way through that Sunday when we were there. Like the tension was palpable. We went out, we watched a few matches. The cheers were great. Big shout out to the Swedish contingent of fans who came over. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was, loads of them. Honestly, it was like Stockholm light out there. There were so many Swedes. It was unbelievably fantastic. Yeah, and loads of American fans as well. I wasn't quite expecting that many to turn up. Yeah. It was very, very well supported on the American side, and it basically got past Gemma Driver, who kind of halved her match against um, Cheyenne Knight. And then all of a sudden, Celine Boutier didn't really play well. Um, kind of all that all that week she gets beat by Angel Yin who hit her like a 340 yard drive on that uh, 16th, 16th hole yeah, yeah. honestly she absolutely smashed it her, her caddy was loving life yeah. so and then it gets down to um, Caroline Headwall now I don't know much about Caroline Headwall but what I do know is that she needs to go down in a match to yeah. really get the adrenaline flowing. <laughs> yeah, one of those. She needs to be up yeah. against it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back against the wall. Mm-hmm. Like, she needs yeah. to feel that tension. Yeah, she needs yeah. to be 2-0 down in extra time. Yeah, exactly. So she went three down on the 12th, and everyone was like, against Ali Ewing, and everyone was like, well, mm, this doesn't look like it's going to go our way. She wins the next two. Okay. She wins the next two. They basically half the 15th yeah and then on the 16th where we were yeah she makes a birdie yeah. she rolls in this little cheeky one down the hill everyone goes mad and then a load of other people go mad and then a load of other people go mad <laughs> like the cheers start to ring yeah she 
what's the best word of describing this? She charges to the 70s tea. <laughs> like, honestly, I swear. Protest march. A possessed, on it. A possessed I woman. I swear, if like a small child had walked out in front of her, she would have noticed. <laughs> yeah, knee to the face. She'd yeah. have just gone through it. Yeah. Like, it, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. Like, a rhinoceros could have been charging towards her and she would have flicked it out of the way. Like, Instead of the caddy, pick that up. Yeah, she was on it. She birdie 17. Yeah. She wins 18. So she, like. Was she eagle the last? Um, she. She won the hole because she was on the green for two and uh, Knight, I think, was making a... Oh, no, Ali Ewing, sorry, was making a big mess, mess of it. it. Ah. So I think she just picked up. Right, so okay. so it, I think they had her down as a three, which makes it look like she went yeah. six she, under yeah. through six yeah. holes. Yeah. Which she, which she, still went, she, still went five, she still went five under, yeah. really. Yeah. Well, so, least, yeah. yeah just, so she, it was just like, it was, it, was such, it was such a momentum change and it was the atmosphere then really started to kick off. Mm. Um Madeline Sagstrom had lost her match against uh, Vu kind of a few kind of holes yeah. ago, so that had already happened. Mm-hmm. Mary Stark wins two and one. Now, the reason that this becomes... Uh, Madeline Stark wins two and one. Now Maya. Re- Maya Stark, sorry. So the reason that becomes kind of like a bit more important is bear in mind, this is in Spain. Yeah. This Solheim Cup mm-hmm. again. Now, the penultimate group mm-hmm. is Nelly Corder. One, literally the best player the, the best player on the planet and Carlotta Seganda now Carlotta's not been like firing on all cylinders recently and it's her home Solheim Cup okay yeah this Ima- but, um, and also imagine this like you've you're, you're playing in your home Solheim Cup your team have fought back mm. from a ridiculous deficit on day one and then you find out on the final day that you're playing against Nelly Corder it yeah. would the equivalent is, you know, Rory or yeah, Prime Tiger. Like, yeah. You're pulling the big dog. Untouchable. Yeah. That is real pressure. It is. And in front of your home crowd. Oh. And I, I always I always think it's well, one of the very best things about like the elite kind of performers is when the pressure starts to mount is that they can use that to their advantage. Right. Rather yeah. than like most people, when they think about playing in front of a crowd, even a supportive home crowd, mm. a lot of them can imagine that crushing feeling of it all getting on top of them and then whiffing everything. It's like, you know, playing in a four ball in front of, you know, with your friends. Even that's yeah. like, you know that you, you, like, you know yeah. that the pressure's there, but I can't mm. even imagine what it's like when they don't want you to do well. Yeah, but, and just like imagine, imagine. I mean, the home crowd obviously willing you on, but just getting to that point where you've got thousands and thousands of people around like a whole screaming you on mm. and being able to channel that into your best performance. Yeah, into good stuff rather yeah. than... Falling by the wayside, essentially. Yeah. Oh, but she, so she basically loses the fifteenth, which puts the match back to all square. Yeah, and Corda just didn't get going. Uh, Nelly Corda, I mean, she's yeah, she's, she's elite. Yeah, but Saganda wins sixteen. The mm. cheers go mad. Mm-hmm. Now this puts it basically at the point where if Saganda wins seventeen, she wins the match and she retains the cup. So everybody just. <laughs> just descends on the 17th. Yeah. Everybody is there. Mm-hmm. You look at the tee. It's amazing. But it, it is amazing. It amazes me. And it will always amaze me how 10,000 people can be so quiet. Talk, yeah. talk us through the um, geography of 17 for people who haven't seen it. So par three from where they were playing was 150 yards. Yeah. Uh, very, very tricky pin tie behind the bunker. Wind off the right slightly into. Mm-hmm. Green is tiny bit 
tiny bit raised above the tee, but nothing much. But it's just surrounded by bunkers. There's a massive hospitality uh, grandstand to the right. There's a grandstand to the left. The entire back of the green is like a horseshoe hill. Mm -hmm. It's surrounded. Okay. Yeah. We are... It's like seven, eight deep of yeah. people. Yeah. We're surrounded. Okay. People are climbing trees. Oh, literally. Jacob, yeah, Jacob not, is... Not naming names. <laughs> up an olive tree, right? <laughs> I was up an olive tree. Yeah. He's up an olive tree. I'm stood by Michael Campbell, who's right next to the green. Of course you are. Randomly. And yeah. then a few other people. So I'm there. Everybody goes quiet. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, I say to Fred... That quiet when yeah. you're like... Yeah. I say to Fred next to me, I'm like, just imagine she stuffs it. Just imagine what's going to happen here. So she hits this shot. You can kind of see she likes it a little bit. But there's one pitch, tiny bit of release, and it's like two foot. Oh. Everybody just loses it. Mm. <laughs> just goes mad. Yeah. Like it's a full-on like football crowd goal scream. Louder than when she actually holds the... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like because it's like, it's like, this is it. Like, this is it. Um, Corda kind of like pulls her tee shot a little bit left of the green. And I managed to get a really good video of like her chip because she lips out for a birdie. Mm -hmm. And it looks in all the way. As soon as she hits it, the, the angle that Pete got is brilliant because she hits this chip and it's almost inconceivable how this thing does not go in. Because it just starts to break. And then just because it starts to... As I've said before about when we played it the next day, the greens were so tough. And we saw it with the chip that just started to lose a little bit of pace and then just took even more break. Yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. like, how it didn't go in. And she just like, yeah, crumbled to the knees after it, after oh. it moved by. Because you wouldn't... You know, you've seen things happen in sport that you, you don't expect to see. But it was highly unlikely that she was going to miss the part. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it was... But, well, I think we're quite glad because like Corda's chip went by um, like four, four or five feet yeah. and she hold the return putt because that's what you want. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the last thing I think anybody wanted there because like Sagander was never going to miss her birdie putt. It mm. was straight uphill, very short. But what you didn't want is for Corda to miss her putt and just and say, then for, pick it up. And then, or for her to have two putts from two feet. Yeah. To win the tournament. Yeah, I, want, I want the little bit of pressure. Yeah, exactly. You want that like moment. Make her putt it. You want that moment. Yeah. And anyway, she, she holds it. Yeah. Kind of everyone goes mental again. Crowd's invaded. And, and it was at that point we were like, okay, we've seen it. Uh, we don't need to hang around for the last match, um, which Lexi Thompson wins over uh, Pedersen. Yeah. And we're like, okay, well, let's let, let's go. Do you, let's leave. Do you feel like a bit, I don't know, not disappointed, but like if you're in that final match and yours isn't the one to decide it and you've just got to play, like you've just got to play down until you're done. Yeah, do I, think, you, I think this this one was slightly different because Pedersen had a chance to still win the match and actually win it instead right, of it being okay. like a tie yeah. and retain. They'd already got the cup, yeah, but it so was like, how they were going to Yeah, get exactly. Cup. So yeah. she did have a chance to, and she fought back as well because I think she was like four down with five to go. Mm. So she, she was pulling a few holes back. The thing that... Um, I thought of when the when the putt rolled in on seventeen was all the people that probably perched up on eighteen for about three hours <laughs> and sat in the stands yeah. waiting for something to happen and then no, literally nothing got to them like two matches yeah. got to them I think it was like Hulls yeah. and um, Drivers match that got to the the eighteenth yeah. and they'd sat there all the time thinking they might see the end of the Solheim and they were like further down yeah it's a gamble you got to yeah. take the gamble in such a way that um, when we were walking back I got shoved to the side by some bloke in a suit thinking who the f bloody hell is this bloke oh it's because it's the king of spain was coming through <laughs> i was like okay yeah i almost i almost got clipped by the boogie as it was but i was basically like jacob got stopped i was already like on the path 
And the guy, like, with the, again, a suit came over, like, literally put his hand on my stomach and said, oh, wait. And I was like, all right. But I was, like, stood in the middle of the path. So he, the guy, like, looked left, looked right, was like, hang on, this is stupid. And just, like, like give me a little shove, like, Push on, the onto the other side of now, the path. Now, you're solid, so this guy must have been an absolute <laughs> he, he animal. Was, he was actually, like, a little bit smaller than me, but even in the briefest moment that I was next to him, I could see in his eyes that he would not hesitate to rip my head off. Yeah, he meant it. Yeah. When he said, wait, he meant wait or die. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it wasn't like a question. Yeah. <laughs> wait? Yeah. <laughs> it was like... Or like, you good to stop? Yeah. Stop. <laughs> yeah, it was wait, which was translated to stop. Yeah. yeah. And I was now. like, okay. Yes, sir. Sorry. And anyway, just shoved me on. Yeah. And then I looked around and I was like, I recognized that guy because he was on the TV earlier. Yeah. And... He was in there, and he was in there with like a few army guys. Like one had a hat on to give my bit an admiral or something, and then it just kind of went down. It was a bit weird. It was, it was I've never actually seen a member of a royal family up close. He had a very well maintained beard mm. and a spotless baseball cap. Uh, <laughs> interesting choice. No crown. Have you not? Um, have you not been near a royal in our country? Um, not, a, not like a king. I mean, I, ha- I have had a meal with a member of the royal family. Don't want to talk about it. On the Except embar- I will. It's on the embargo. Um, <laughs> it's coming soon to the channel. Sign a waiver or something. <laughs> it, it was Zara Phillips and NDA. Mike Tindall. We had a yeah, long story. Um, so after that, it was like, okay, let's get to the exit. And then this is maybe the only thing that I think the Solheim was potentially under a little bit of criticism for, was like the access in and out of the course. There's a, there's a big queues to try and get out mm. and like get in and stuff like that. But we were obviously with like the local tourist board. So we kind of slipped out. Got whisked into the bus. Right, got you. Sorry, um, influencer, influencer and influencers <laughs> employee coming through. Their hot tubs are waiting. <laughs> we got straight to the hot tubs. <laughs> yeah, straight, straight in. in hot tub. Same hot tub? No, 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 no. no, no. Separate we hot had tubs, obviously. Okay. We had my, I had my own hot tub. It was yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Come on, behave yourself. Like, come on. You're still working. <laughs> Hashtag influencer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was... Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. The, the amount of spectators and, and how they managed to organise everything in, I would say, one of the most unfriendly courses I've seen for spectators was fantastic. Yeah, mm. I, I was I was a lot more worried. It gives me hope for the rider cup. So mm. did your so you played the course almost exactly a year ago? Um, was it was the course as was it good? The course was a match. Was it, it hard? Was, it was awesome. The course. Yeah. It, it, the, the course was in a state of i would I recall as near perfection like we're not talking any grass out of place here. we're talking everything beautiful and we were in for a rude awakening because i've played so i've played courses just after tour events just before tour events i've played fantastic venues i've never put it on greens like these worse than the bmw by worse, you mean quicker. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, not not worse quality, but like yeah. worse control. Yeah, and yeah, 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 this, yeah. Is, mate, this is a podcast. Words matter here. Okay. I'm really sorry. More difficult to putt on than the BMW. There you go. Uh, yeah. Wow. Honestly, like they were, they were so fast. So pace matters when you're putting because pace dictates line. So if you hit a putt hard, it won't take the break. If you put it too soft, it may take the break a little bit too much. I've never put it on greens, which pace and line are so interlinked and important that if you get one of them wrong, you, you just it just won't go in because they ain't gonna bobble back. Yes, and as soon, you know it, the green the greens were, you knew if you if you had a twenty foot putt, 
you knew 12 feet away if he was going in or not. Mm. Wow. They were yeah. that good. Because yeah. there was nothing that was going to deviate the putt. The biggest issue was downhill. I I physically don't have the skill to stop or control pace on those greens because wow. I'm just not used to it. Heavy-handed and he gives it a whack. Yeah. It's just like but all of us who played it were the same. And then other than that, when we did get the pace, as soon as it starts losing pace on mm. those greens, it just goes. That was that was the biggest bit for me is because you say that, you know, line and, and, and pace, you know, they, they go hand in hand essentially and never so much on any other greens than these. But it wasn't that you had to take in the whole putt. It was that you had to think about it almost like in kind of small sections of like, well, at this pace, that line's good. But then the ball's going to get slower here, so it's going to take more. And like almost thinking like in in sections of like, well, when it gets the hole, and if I'm trying to die it in, well, it's going to take a little bit more break. So at the start, I'm going to have to. It was I didn't hit any putts. More, more maths, I don't think I wanted to hit any golf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, on the on the seventeenth, hour seventeenth, I had a putt, and it was basically like a, it was like a forty footer like down the slope, and I picked a point which was twelve foot away. And I was like, hit it to that pace. And yeah. it went past the hole. Yeah. For, for, for players of the of their standard, the the ladies who played in this tournament, that's probably what they want. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. They want it yeah, to yeah. be fast and pure. And like, I want to hit it directly over this, you know, not that there's any blemishes, but like, I want to hit it over this blade of grass and for it to stay on that line. And I know the pace because I've been playing on it for the last week or whatever. For people of... I mean, still, like for people of our standard, doesn't that just seem like really unfair? No, mm. I mean, obviously, like, I, like I've hit this exactly like you said. I've well, hit it I over this it. twelve foot yeah. thing. I've, oh my god, it's rolled straight over it. This is going to be really close. D greened. Yeah, I don't want to like obviously. Yeah, we all we all play good and bad golf. Like whatever, you know, we're not exactly massive practices. I would say that, let's say you, Kieran. I think if you put it on these greens, I would say the first four greens, you would have de-greened it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think and we all uh, would have. That's, a, that's fair enough. Yeah. You you putt very well as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, like you're putting, like you're a very like, aggressive putter. Yeah. Like if it goes past like three or four foot, that's fine. Like those kind of putts on these greens, you'd hit it and it'd be like, oh, it's gone past. You'd look yeah. away and you'd be like, oh, God, it's unfair. You like, needed to be kind past. of a, a, a dire into the hole right. rather than a sort of hit with pace well, I mean you could do both I'm sure but like to be sure you needed to kind of hit the line to kill it in rather than have it Wild. go three or four past um, um, did you did you catch oh actually you may not when did that actually happen did you catch that hole in one or were you not no so that was yeah, on the there, that was on the first day yeah, yeah so okay. yeah, we saw were, Jazzy yeah. saw Jazzy do that she was she was there yeah she was behind yeah she had a hole in one that was good yeah no that was um that was on the 12th and I I remember because when we saw it on the phones and I said, I, when we filmed there and we had a couple of goes at it and you were really close to getting one by mm. running it off that bank. And, but on the tee, it doesn't, I, th I remembered it looking more slopey and that you could actually run it off when actually mm. it doesn't seem like that when you're there and where they put the pin, especially on the last day, there wasn't much space between that, that area to run it down for a hole in one chance or you're in the green side bunker and you've short sided yourself mm -hmm. on a shot that's going to be downhill on those greens. So yeah, the first day was the day to do it and it was I wish we wish we were there because 
I, the only hole in one experience that I've ever been around in a tournament was when we were at the waste management and we weren't even on the 16th, but we mm. saw it happen. And like the eruption of like, you know, when a birdie was made around this course, whilst we were there, it was cool. Hole in one would have been a whole nother like, yeah. level. Yeah. Different level. Yeah, honestly, it was cool. And um, on, uh, also it takes away you having to putt. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the trick around here. Just hold it from just, your t-shirt. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Just hold them all from the fairway. And yeah. You don't have to worry about putting. Well, I saw uh. you do like a chip in. You had a, you had a chip in, didn't you? Mm. Yeah, and that was on uh, ten on the par three. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh I mean, wow. The the beauty of the so my 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 chipping when I'm practicing it, it can be all right, be decent, and I, I really like tight lies because it gives you so many options, and around those greens they were shaves they would shave like greens basically mm -hmm. so they were they were sh they were running about eight or nine on the stimp um and then <laughs> the green, greens were only like 12 so like if you caught one and you nipped it really well you could like control the spin and you could oh, yeah. it was just but fred was having a uh, i was gonna say it was, it was really good watching fred play around there because he was just like nipping it about and God. the control he has in his short game was and putting as well actually he played yeah, great yeah. that man's got a high ass <laughs> He's got a big ass. That guy's got power. <laughs> got how, so, how did you do? Like in terms of like the was it like a competition or a tournament or? Yeah, it was a like a scramble. So try and keep the pace up. Uh, which I think I think we might finish about seventeen, eighteen. Uh, or something. Yeah, but yeah. I uh, left the scorecard on the buggy, so we never really got to find out. Um, <laughs> we were, we weren't. You, nice. you made the most scorable holes oh, yeah. where made the most birdies and eagles out of three of you. Yeah, yeah. I, I had an eagle. Stiffed on a par four. Which is, yeah. I don't want to like Mini driver. Mini driver. 260. Like little the, little fade. Go. Thanks for coming. Um, <laughs> but I don't like to brag. So we... I'll do but, I'll, but let me talk you through it <laughs> second <laughs> by yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. Let me talk you through it. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk you through all six seconds of that ball flight. Um, 6.1. But yeah, I, I don't know where we finished. But it was like, it was just like a nice treat to be out there. We tested out some new irons. Um, mm. And it was, it was just a... A really good day but we were running very late for the uh for, for the, the flight. flight um did you almost not make it back here um in looking back at it we were fine but there were points where i did think that we were not going to make yeah. it back which to be honest with you if we had to stay one more night in that hotel i would have been okay with it i would <laughs> i would have oh go in the hot tub again okay all right fine i'll hang around for a bit longer no it was um we were just running late for leaving the golf course and I was checking on the, the, the app for the flight and it was saying it was running on time and I think it said that our gate closed at 5.15 and I think we entered the building for the airport at 4.20, 4.25. So essentially a 50-minute turnaround to get to the gate. Now, I've been on flights and I'm sure everyone listening and you guys have been on flights where sometimes it runs really smooth and you just get through without any problems at all mm. and it's quite empty or quite chilled the dream they call that. the dream yeah. <laughs> and then one of those where you get there three hours early and then you've got to kill two and a half hours because you're like oh i've got through everything um but this time we got around the corner and we were on a ryanair flight and all of the check-in desks was just for every ryanair flight oh that's right peter finch still flies ryanair everyone <laughs> if you were thinking it was pj's Humble this man if you're thinking it was pj's but pf it's not um, right one still, day. Flies, still flies ryanair uh, net jet I, if you're listening i just want to <laughs> uh, i just want to say that if it was my choice yeah i would not be on that ryanair flight mm. because so the flights were booked through the costa del sol tourist board yeah now what happens just to warn everybody if you get a flight booked through a third-party agent onto Ryanair, 
you are subjecting yourself to, I'd say, about an hour and a half of pure hell as you try and check into that flight. Because what Ryanair does is it won't recognize a third-party email and a third-party booking reference. So you have to go through a separate piece of the Ryanair website where it asks you to do things like you've basically got to post for a picture, you've got to look left, you've got to look right, you've got to do all this kind of facial recognition stuff, you've got to scan your passport in. Honestly, if you book a flight through a third party and it gets to Ryanair, it's just chaos. So we were running late to the airport. None of this had been sorted until like two hours before the flight anyway. If you don't check in before you get to the airport with Ryanair, they charge you like six thousand pounds. For literally no reason. And like we get we get to this Ryanair queue and it's busy and we're like fifty minutes until we've got to get to the gate. We're like, we're never gonna make this. And there's a queue to the side, it's like last minute. Last minute check-ins. So at least they've got that there. There's a couple of people in there. And there's this <laughs> there's this Ryanair employee. And she, she stood there and we said, listen, this is our time. Uh, we're not going to make it through this massive queue. It's like 200 people in it. We've got to get his bags checked in. We've got to get through security. So can we get in this queue? And she was like, yes, let me, let me check. Like pulls the cordon across. And this might maybe about what, 15 meter walk to mm. the desk in this line. And I swear, I swear she had treacle on the bottom of the shoes <laughs> <laughs> she was so slow getting to this desk to the point where i looked down i was probably tapping my foot like subconsciously oh, God. and she gets down she has a chat like a conversation it was like a conversation of oh what are you doing tonight <laughs> what are you doing when you're yeah, off yeah how's, how's shelly she getting on all right i would have blown my lid and yeah, i was like know. everything was tapping at this point <laughs> yeah and she comes back undoes like the barrier kind of walks towards us Yes. <laughs> That's fine. Have you ever seen Zootopia? Zootopia with the sloths. The sloths in the DVLA. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, what it. it felt like. So he sprinted down this bloody aisle like, to get there. So can you shake his head? Yes, yes, yes. Get, get to security. Obviously, we're carrying all the camera equipment. So you've got to separate into like 50 different boxes. That goes through. Fortunately, no one stopped yeah. us. Pete, before we went through, Pete was like, I'm going to go behind you and hold people I, up. I block you the whole security. You take everything out of that bag and make sure we do not get stopped. Because you know what it's like? When you're loading stuff in, like everyone's crowding around because they want to get all their stuff in the boxes. So I was like, you go first. Got all the boxes. I set out my boxes, like literally across everything. Good. And was like, hold off. You, you carry wait. on. So he doesn't fly in private jets, but he will hold up the entire security crew. To make his life easier. It was it was one queue at Malaga Airport, quite frankly. I don't give a damn. Uh, because we were in a rush. We needed to get through. And anyway, we finally made it through. Managed to get to the gate. Boarded the sweatiest flight imaginable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Classic Ryanair. Everybody knows Ryanair. And then <laughs> one, one lot off. The other plane lot back on. Straight yeah. back to Manchester. Crisps on your seat. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? It's like yeah, yeah, they yeah. were getting off. They were getting off like the back and yeah. they were loading us through the front. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, so God like, bless Ryan. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, they are cheap, but, you know, you get, what, get, the you job get, done. You get yeah. what you pay for. You yeah. get what you pay for. Did I arrive there by plane? Yes. Oh, actually, I forgot about this. I don't know if it was the same for you, Pete, but I think that for the first time ever on a flight, they... Um, evacuate the landing. I don't know if that's the right word to use, but they like pull out of the landing. Did you notice that? Oh yeah, they went for a kind of circle round. Yeah. So yeah, they, I but see. like we were going down, and then all of a sudden you felt the plane like really kick on and move, 
and then all of a sudden the the tannoy goes over and the um uh that one of the hostess kind of the way she said it was a bit un, unnerving mm. she was like the pilot has evacuated the landing. We'll give you more information in a moment. And we're thinking, oh my God, <laughs> is, is one of the engines gone? I was like, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it was It was really odd. But then they get, the, me, get me back to my hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> the pilot then eventually did come on and say like, oh, it's, he said some, oh, we've had to perform a bloody yeah. blah maneuver and um, we're going back round or something. Did you see that? There was a piece of news recently where it was a, an off-duty pilot who was on his, who was trying to go on holiday with his family and the pilot who was supposed to pilot the plane didn't turn up or, you know, couldn't couldn't make it. So he contacted EasyJet or whoever it was and said, listen, I'm a, I'm pilot. a pilot. I've got my license with me. I've got my like FAA or whatever it is, pass here or whatever. Hat. Yeah, I've got my hat. <laughs> um, would you like me to fly the plane? Like, I'll just fly it there. You just have to find someone to fly it home because I'm staying there for two weeks or whatever. And they, they, they said, oh, we'll let you know put the phone down yeah like that's something that would never happen six or seven minutes later they ring him up and say yes please please could you fly the plane really? so he flies his plane his jeans and his polo top <laughs> right. there's a i think there's a video i think i may have seen it on tiktok which is him making the announcement like telling the stories like like, like i'm i'm a qualified pilot i fly these planes all the time i'm on my week off i'm just trying to get on holiday shall we go on holiday and now everyone goes yeah <laughs> there's like a tiny part of me that still would be a little bit like yeah. you're a pilot really? yeah really no, that's it. the classic of like is there a doctor on board <laughs> can really? someone fly everyone, this plane literally everybody who's used fake id fake id to get into a club was like really mate yeah. like can i see that license yeah. please yeah is, is that a, a real hat? Right. You, walk, you walk me through every button, so I know that I'm safe. No, what <laughs> I want is for you to make an announcement that I don't know en- that I don't know what you said at yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, must be a pilot. Be a pilot. <laughs> what he should have, what he should have done, like after after everything was sorted, after he knew he was safe to fly, he should have come on and said, uh, "You know, I'm Jeff. Um, I'm sitting in seat 21A. A pilot's not turned up, so I'm going to give it a go." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See you in Malaga. Yeah. Shall Maybe. we go on holiday? I want to. Halfway through. Flip flops. <laughs> I'm actually a pilot for the Red Arrows. Loop de loop. Here we go. Yeah. I mean, my license was suspended three years ago, but it's nothing big. Drinking on the job. Should we, should we land inverted? <laughs> yeah. Did you watch that recently? Quick, quick barrel roll before we get there. Oh, oh good no, God. Was, get on him. I wasn't, um, I wasn't too nervous about that. I have been on a flight, though, uh, back from, I think it was from, with Friday. I think we're coming back from Spain where we flew into Manchester, but it was like a, a like a storm that was going on. Mm-hmm. It was like grey cloud smashing it down, wind, plane was flying everywhere. And then we, we got very close to the and runway. And then it like back up. It was very scary. I was very sweaty. What <laughs> made it worse is that we were on the plane with, it was like a, I don't know, like a rotary club, club holiday or something. There was a lot of grey hair. There's a good like 20 to 30 kind of older women surrounding us. Mm-hmm. And as soon as it happened, everyone was like, <laughs> so it instantly like put me on edge because it was like a real like whimper of fear from everyone. I was like, Fuck. now is this plane haunted or are all of these passengers pigeons? I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And then oh, that was horrendous, but we made it. We now, made it. Yeah, we now made it. this is the simulation. Is this it? The slight, the slight bad <laughs> news for you is that you're about to get on another plane. Yeah, um, things like seven or eight days time. No, not no. not you. Him. Oh, him. Oh, I'm, yeah, him. I'm yeah. literally leaving here and I'm going home to wash my clothes to go back again. Get on a flight tomorrow with Brussels Air. That's really? not real. Yeah, which is an airline I've not heard of. That's before. a type of sprout, mate. That doesn't yeah. exist. Um, so. 
I'm not filled with complete confidence. I'm sure he's got two wings. Brussels, Brussels or Brussels? Brussels. Okay, so as, as in as the place, yeah. right? Uh, and we're not going to Brussels. No, no, we are. <laughs> we are. We're stopping off at Brussels. Every now and again, you get an airline that has to stop at their home airport before they go anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're just going to stop here so you can all go through duty free, and then we'll just get back on the road. Up and then we'll go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, pick up this guy to fly the plane. <laughs> it's like uh, Icelandic air. So uh, do you need to get like off? They have to stop at Reykjavik every time. Do you have to get off the plane, or are you just literally pulling in and then going off again? <laughs> just touching the soil. Yeah. Um, it's like racing yeah. to that lamppost and back. Yeah, me and David have to spend like an hour in Brussels. Oh, so you are getting off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so it's a changeover, basically. Yeah, apparently apparently, there's something going on in Rome and direct flights in there are pretty Yeah, difficult. it's pretty hard to come by. Yeah. That's all right, mate. Get off, a couple of beers, nice bit of pate, back I on the plane. I would have imagined that the flight from Malaga Airport to Rome from on the Monday or the Sunday night would have been pretty, pretty oh, crap. yeah. That would have been quite something. It's just all photographers with their gear. <laughs> yeah. yeah Papers on there. A lot of media folk. Yeah, I can going imagine. Out there. So yeah, I've had a lovely day back home. But I'm gonna gonna get home. I'm gonna wash. I'm gonna spend hopefully a bit of the afternoon in the evening with uh, Carly, so she recognises who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, just let them know. Yeah, and then yeah, off to off to Rome. Then off to the US the week after. Fingers crossed. We still need to hundred percent book that up. <laughs> We. <laughs> this is the this is this is like Peter Finch's planning, like a week out. He's like, Oh, have we booked those flights I mean, yet. In all fairness, we have been planning this for like about a month. But the problem is like I know like nobody in Jupiter as far uh, as like courses. Yeah, we need a we need a concierge. Yeah, so like, contact. I'm I'm going through loads of different people to try and like book courses. And I think we'll kind of hear a little bit more back today. So um, and if you live in Jupiter, Florida and have access to all the golf courses, if you're, yeah. a general, if you're a general manager Com- somewhere. Comment below and Peter Finch will come and shoot 65 around it. We promise. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So should be, we've actually got, um, I need to chat to you guys about it actually. Ooh. Um, Ooh, uh, drama. About potentially staying another day, but we'll get Ooh, to that. Cool. Got an option to play with somebody. Like, maybe two people. Like East 17. Um, maybe two tour people. Stay another day. Is that a other Christmas song? Yeah, I was going to say. Does that technically feel, not? Christmas yeah, I was going to say that was that was what I was going to say. It's not actually Christmas. It was a song it? that was number one at Christmas, yeah. but technically never mentions Christmas. Uh, that's a Christmas song. It's like <laughs> they got uh, snow in the video. Close yeah. enough. It's like the Big theme tune of uh, Donnie Darko. What was that? Mad Mad World. Not yeah, Mad, Mad World. That was for Christmas number one. Yeah, it was. Well, it was, um, wasn't it? System of the Down was System of the Down was as well, wasn't it? Oh, oh no, yeah. Rage Against Machine. Rage Against Machine. Yeah, yeah. Imagine Toxicity as the Christmas <laughs> number one. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Let's well, get that, it going. That was like uh, it's like a protest in it was, against yeah. X Factor. Against X Factor. Wasn't it Joe McEldry that they were? Show. And with that, let's go to the Ryder Cup. Um, now, there's not go- although all four of us are here, um, there's not going to be guest to player on this episode of the Rough Cut Golf Podcast because we have our um, Ryder Cup uh, preview show, which is coming out, I believe, tomorrow hmm. or the day after. Uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. Um, so hold on for that because there is guest to player on that episode, not on this one. That's a good one as well. It, oh, it's a beaut. It's a very good one. Mm. Good luck. Mm. Good luck at home. Bit of foreshadowing there. Yeah. Um, so I don't think got much to add. Um, Kieran, do you want to get involved? And do you want to uh, say your sixth word of the podcast? Oh, yeah, sorry, mate. <laughs> I, 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 I really don't feel very well. So uh, go home, yeah, do yeah. some traces in bed, and eat some soup. 
Yeah, I don't feel very well. Well, lucky that lucky that we're going to get the uh, the new editor of the team to do the podcast yes. this afternoon. Yeah, aren't we? I'm looking forward to meeting. So him. you don't even have to worry about it. Can't say about that. Um, right. So that I guess is the podcast over. I am going to um, head off to Rome. Um, Kira's going to head off and have a poo, probably. Um, <laughs> and- <laughs> Nodding. <laughs> Nodding. Um, and yeah, I, I just want to say it was a massive thank you to everyone who mm, helped organize the trip over to Solheim Cup. It was a fantastic experience. It was amazing to see your retain the cup. And hopefully, hopefully, when we get out to Rome, uh, it'll be the same. Uh, we will see you tomorrow for the Ryder Cup podcast preview. And we'll see you next week for the roundup. Oh, yeah. Come on, Europe. Sounds good. Yeah, come on, boys. A Europe 1 2 2. 1 2. 2 0. 2 0. 2 0. I get what you meant. Uh, <laughs> Let's win both. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a slow win for an end. Okay, guys. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.